0: Good morning, good morning. Welcome back to Talking Nets. Another bonus hit, not a full episode. Just trying to give you guys snackable episodes in between the longer episodes because there's just games and themes and narratives and stories to talk about. Keith McPherson, Robin Lundberg, Hudson Flynn. We're not going to do introductions. We're going to get right into it. So last night, the Brooklyn Nets lost in Phoenix. Obviously, you know the Nets have a lot of Phoenix ties. Well, they did uh, have more when Steve Nash was here. Um, But Sean Marks obviously is a former Phoenix Sun and Phoenix Sun guy. And um, they go back to Phoenix. And Cam Johnson makes his return. Of course, perfect game for him to come back. And the Nets lose 117 to 112. Oh, only by five points. Michael Jordan once said, I never lost a game. I just ran out of time. <laughs> That's what it looked like last night. Kyrie turning it on in the fourth. And, uh, you know, obviously Nick Claxton uh, having nightmares at the free throw line. Once again, it's just like too little too late. Uh, I guess my initial reaction to that game was like, it just doesn't look right without KD. And, uh, You know, I'd like to go player by player and start with KD. KD requested his trade because of exactly this. And as much as people want to say that this year is not last year, it damn sure looks the same as it looked last year. And it's glaring that, like, you know, there's not enough talent around KD to survive without KD. It's it's actually crazy when you take him out of the Brooklyn Nets and you look at the team, it's like... You, you don't even feel like it's the same team. So many guys are affected and, and we'll go through them. Uh, let's start with KD though. Like, you know, I, I, I would love to like <laughs> hear a KD podcast with Eddie Gonzalez right now. Like what KD thinks about the Nets uh, losing their first four without him, what he thinks the basketball looks like. Um, but yeah, when we're talking about most valuable player, like this guy, his presence alone, like he affects the game so much for this team. He makes everybody's shots easier. Um, his defense affects the spacing on the floor, his shot selection, all of that. It's, it's, it's really wild. And I think, you know, obviously he's missed a ton of time for the Nets. I think he's got to play his contract out. I don't think they should trade him because he missed the whole first year and he missed parts of the last three years. And for Nets fans, I said this on the Talking Nets account, I was just like, uh, cook last night. Watching the game on the couch, like this dude's got to play out the rest of his contract because you know, I've watched the Nets lose plenty of games in my lifetime, but it sucks knowing you have one of the best players in the world, an all time great, and uh, you got to watch Ben Simmons right now. It's, it's it's shitty,
1: Robin. I mean, it's Kevin Durant appreciation season, that's what it's turned into. I, I think he, he is probably getting more flowers and love this year than maybe he has at any point is in his entire career. I mean, because Nets fans are realizing his value, and I think NBA fans across the board are realizing his value. This is a team that won 18 out of 20 games, and they can't win a game once he goes down. I think the the bigger fear for Nets fans isn't the team following in the standings as much as Kevin Durant re-upping what he said a a year ago, but uh, the the team stuck to the, um, you know, kept their feet planted uh last time and and they should do so again because you can't let this guy go you can't trade this guy he, he's gotta play um and, and you you see what he does what kind of value he brings i mean the, the face that stood out to me in the crowd was sean marks because if you recall it was reported that kevin durant wanted steve nash and sean marks gone well steve nash is gone and now the spotlight has turned to sean marks having seen the rest of this roster. And frankly, I'm disappointed in a lot of these guys. We'll get to them specifically in a second. But I thought this team was better than it was last year. And there's no reason right now to believe this isn't a team completely and totally and utterly reliant on Kevin Durant.
2: And it's clear that they're not just reliant on him as a basketball player. They're not reliant on his 30 plus points per game, right? They're reliant on him from an emotional perspective as a team. I think it's, it's been something that's a lot of people talked about, you know, Kevin Durant's mentality, whether he has that real drive to win, whether he's a snake X, Y, Z about Kevin Durant and his personal feelings towards the game of basketball. But one thing you can't deny is that the Nets play harder when Kevin Durant is on the floor. And I think that makes sense. I think everybody has always talked about throughout the history of sports that you emulate the the drive, the motivation, and the commitment to the game of your best player. That's part of the reason why people gave Kobe his flowers so often and you see in every documentary that gets released talking about his dedication to the game. I think one thing the Nets are missing with, with KD is someone who leads by actions. We saw in the first half of the last game especially – Kyrie Irving, and I understand that he's coming off of a potential calf injury, X, Y, Z, whatever. Missing a layup and then jogging back and the player he was supposed to be guarding nailing a three. That's the kind of thing that I don't think happens if Kevin Durant's on the floor. And when Kevin Durant is off the floor and Kyrie Irving becomes your best player or supposedly becomes your best player. If you're going to be emulating something, I don't want the team emulating that because if that's what you're emulating, you become a worse team. And that's something that we've seen.
0: Yeah, that was strange to me in the early part of that game with Kyrie. He was missing shots that, like, he doesn't miss, like, point-blank range. I don't know. And then, like you said with that, like, the defensive liability stuff, too. It's like, KD raises everybody's compete level. Like, KD just makes everybody play to his standard, to his, like, expectations. Um, Because he's KD, right? Like, if you're a basketball player – Obviously, you've watched KD in the league, and I mean, these guys are right next to him in practice, and um, they're his brother, like, they they live with him, you know, they eat together, they travel together, and when he's not there, it's almost like, like, what are we doing here without this guy? It was cringy at points last night, watching Ben Simmons, right? Let's start with Ben as we go player to player. We talked KD a little bit, Kyrie, and at least Kyrie turned it on. In the fourth, but it was too little, too late. But Ben Simmons, on the last episode that we did, Robin mentioned, it's almost like he's trying to be aggressive and get fouls so that they take him out of the game. It's almost like he's he's trying to like opt out. Like, what can I do to get out of this situation? And last night, you saw him get uh, a double tech and get thrown out of the game. And I laughed. I was like, "Smart man, he got up out of there. Go shower up. Go, go head to the hotel or whatever. They're gonna, you know, you probably couldn't leave because he's gonna be on the team bus, and they have to play uh, tonight in Utah. But it was like, Ben Simmons just got up out of there, and, and it was because he was mouthing off to the ref. And it's like, Ben, you're trash, bro. You can't say shit to these refs. Like, just play. But like, he had to hit the showers early." And there was a point in that game in the second half where, like, Kyrie is trying to run, like, pick and rolls with Ben. But Ben is, like, setting picks and not rolling. Um, The pass isn't there. And that's why I say it was just cringy basketball. It's like, what are these guys doing? This is the NBA. This is a team that didn't lose for a month. And you take one guy out of this situation, and they're all disconnected. Ben Simmons ends up finishing with 18 minutes played, 7 points, 6 assists, 4 rebounds. Could he have helped down the stretch? I don't know. I think they actually look better with him not on the floor.
1: Uh, Benzo, like, it's it's he's a head case. That's a, the, Completely. the problem. You can't, Completely. can't trust him, I, and I, I think we're all kind of done in that sense because I do think he's talented, and, and I do think for the most part he's having a positive impact on the floor. But when I, I say that foul thing, like last night I was walking and I checked his foul count, and he had – He didn't even have one in the first quarter, I don't think, or it was late in the first quarter. But basically he had one late in the first half. And then he picks up, bang, bang, two right before the half, so he has three. And then within three minutes of the third quarter, he gets another foul. And I I, I don't want to say – I can't say definitively he's doing it on purpose, right? Like that's not fair. But it's the kind of fouls. Like he, he gets these grab fouls where he'll just grab a guy out in the open court right in front of the referee. And you're like at half court that has nothing to do with the rest of the play or the screen fouls. He gets called for a, a countless number of fouls where he kind of just like sticks his leg out and, and out there again, right in front of the referee in action that has nothing to do with a point or, a, or not being scored. And he picks up a foul and it just seems like to happen in rapid succession, not to mention the double technical thing where he, he got thrown out of the game, but it, it does make me question. It really does. Whether he's like, all right, I got to do this real quick so I can I, I can get out of dodge because he, he starts the game with this aggressive
0: mentality. He tries to dunk it on people. That's what we want to see. Yeah, you know, he, he's getting those. He's Biombo getting those numbers. Blocked his shit, but I didn't mind Bismack Biyombo blocking him because at least he's trying to dunk the ball.
1: And, and and anybody who had Ben Simmons player props must have been like apoplectic because he was he would have hit them all. I mean, he's not like he's not putting the stats up, but he's barely on the floor. Because he, he can't stay out of foul trouble and and something's it, it's just something's up with him something's up with him.
2: Honestly, I think the bar is the floor, and you're you're seeing a player where all they need to do, all Ben Simmons needs to do, is to just put in some some sort of of effort. And when he's on the floor, he is providing, albeit less than he should, a positive impact on what the Nets are doing, but. Like you said, Robin, it, it seems to me that there is there's a level of anxiety around the fact and and not to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but to play in, in crunch time and anxiety, I think, is the correct word because he's talked about those feelings of anxiety and depression, you know, coming from from basketball fans. I don't think I think if he, take, for instance, took another mental health break and sat out from the Nets for a while, frankly, I think he'd probably be out of the league shortly after that. And so what does he have to do? He has to get off the floor in some way. And so he's taking these fouls. These are mental fouls. These are ticky tack fouls. They're not effort fouls. They're not the kind of thing. I mean, we saw Bruce Brown all of his time with the Nets pick up tons of these effort fouls, tons of these fouls go into the floor, all of these things in playing, frankly, what we see now from Ben Simmons, almost a similar role. Yeah. And it, it's just it's just a different level of effort, a different level of motivation And I know there's the contract. I know there are the things that he provides on the floor. But at a certain point, I think the coaching staff or the organization as a whole needs to step in and give him some kind of a gut check in terms of not playing. Because if this if this is what we're getting, then, you know, what are we getting? I'm over it. I've said all season that I have so, so low
0: or such low expectations for him. But like these fouls, these are like rec league fouls or like, like, High school fouls. Like, what are you doing, bro? And, and I don't have time for it. And, and Nets fans don't have time for it. We inherited this nonsense, and it's counterproductive. Now, what about Nick Claxton? I will say, you know, I already joked about Nick and, uh, you know, his foul troubles or foul uh, free throw shooting troubles at the foul line. I thought it was hilarious at the end of the game that Reggie Miller's like, just shoot it regular. You're going to miss it anyway. <laughs> but Nick Claxton played well. And him and Kyrie got it going, and Kyrie ended up with 30. He ended up with 20, but it was too little too late. And uh, at least Claxton is aggressive. I had it in my notes that, you know, Kyrie turned it on and tried to be the fourth-quarter closer, Mamba mentality. It was too late. They ran out of time. But I felt like Nick Claxton played most of that game for the name on the front and the back of the jersey. Like, he played with some pride. He played with some hustle. He played with, like, some – kind of want to um it's just it's just discouraging to to not be able to like actually compete and pull that off
1: well Claxton's the only reliable guy since KD went out pretty much he's the only guy I mean if you're telling me identify the cornerstones of this franchise right now Kevin Durant Nick Claxton in that order um you know and and Claxton has competed all season he's finished around the rim he's blocked shots you know he's run out in transition He's obviously dealing with some sort of injury to his shoulder. You see the the tape there, Um, but that hasn't stopped him. So I I got nothing bad to say about Nick Claxton. I mean, you, you keep mentioning Kyrie, I'm sorry. You can't just do it at the end of the game. Like that's, that's my, that's my level of frustration. We know what Kyrie Irving's capable of. He showed it. He has to do it that entire game. And every time kd has been out, he's come up small every time over and over and over again. And, I don't care. He was missing shots. People miss shots. Like that happens. Nobody's missing shots on purpose. Effort. Yes. He didn't play hard enough and he has no impact on the rest of the game. Like there's nothing that you say you watch and go, Oh, look at Kyrie got to that loose ball or Kyrie broke down the defense and set up that three pointer. He did none of that stuff. And then at the end of the game, he does what he's capable of doing. And there's a difference between being a scorer and being a superstar. And right now, Kyrie's showing he's a scorer and not a superstar because this was his chance to answer the bell. And and if he's if he's what we know he's he can be, he plays like he did in the fourth quarter the whole game and the Nets win.
0: He had that play where he did take the ball away from Lee, from Damian Lee, who, of course, new career high. Uh not Damian Lee, it was um the other, the other Lee, Sabin Lee. I'm not familiar with the kid, but uh obviously the Nets have a calling card of giving up career highs to some random guy, Keldon Johnson, now uh, Saban Lee, but there was a play where Kyrie took the ball from him. And I'm like, okay, now there's effort right on every possession late in the game. There's urgency. Where was this urgency to start? Go ahead, Hudson. There,
2: There's no, there's no sense of urgency. Honestly, I don't think generally. And I know a lot of people were, were trying to pull some moral victories from the fact that the Nets, you know, won the fourth quarter 38 to 23 or whatever. I I don't take I don't take any moral victories from that. I don't take any sense of 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 urgency from that. I'm not impressed with the game that Kyrie Irving put up. I'm not impressed with the game uh, that the Nets put up after getting punched in the mouth throughout the entire game. It, obviously, it was too little, too late. We lost the game. You know, Keith made the MJ comment about running out of time. I, I don't think that the Nets really, honestly, it doesn't feel like they care about running out of time. It doesn't feel like there's a sense of accountability for running out of time. We're going into a stretch. We have four more road games that we have to play, and if you're losing these games to you know Saban Lee and often injury Cameron Johnson. And, you know, the rest of the G League Suns, I, I just don't think there's a pride there. I don't think there's a pride in the way you're playing. And I don't want to have to do this, but I do have to, at, at a certain point, point my finger at Jacques Vaughn. Because all of the positives that we talked about with him are kind of now turning in the opposite direction where we're not seeing the Nets play hard. We're not seeing de- defensive cohesion. We're not seeing a team first mentality. And I think it comes down to to the fact that he needs to be able to get his team right for this kind of a situation. This is a coaching test. It's an organizational test. It's an individual player test, but above all, I think it's a coaching test. And right now, Jacques Vaughn staring at Owen four, I don't think anyone can confidently say that he's passed it or even has been close to doing that.
0: Yeah. There were times last night where I was looking in his eyes and, and he just seemed like frustrated or stuck, not frustrated. Cause he doesn't show that kind of emotion, but, It seemed like there was nothing he could do. He could call a timeout. He can clap and try and get guys into it. And it was cringy to watch. It was like they were disinterested. I'm not giving them a moral victory because of the fourth quarter when uh, they took, you know, the, the Suns took their foot off the gas. And when they had an opportunity to do it, how'd the possessions go? Turnover, 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 no points. They had three possessions where they turned the ball over and had no points. A couple three point shots from Seth Curry and Kyrie and Kyrie had 18 in the, in the fourth, it's too little too late. And then you end up in this free throw game with them where you can't win that game. You're not going to win that game at the foul line. Yeah, that turnover stretch was, was the end of the game. But I, I, I don't know really
1: how to put the blame on Jacques Vaughn, to be honest with you, because we, we talked about KD and what he brings to the table. I'm frustrated with Kyrie because we know what he can bring to the table. Frustrated with Ben Simmons because of whatever you call what's going on with Ben Simmons. So outside of that, Claxton's the only guy who's reliable. Uh, um, Joe Harris has never made an important shot or play in his life. You know he he started the game well and then he, again he turns it over at the end of the game. I can't remember him ever hitting a big shot. Royce O'Neal just isn't that guy. He's playing off of other players. That's that's what he does. Seth Curry he he's another guy who commits a, a lot of dumb fouls. Uh, doesn't really pass the ball very much. I mean he could score, he could shoot, but eh, um, who, who else on the Cam Thomas? Yeah, sometimes he has these games where he scored, but. He he ain't, he ain't a real dude. Seven uh,
0: minutes for TJ Warren last it, night, three points. And where I was thought, Sumner? Yeah, that's a good question. Everybody was asking out on t- on Twitter, "What's up with that? Is he hurt? He wasn't on the injury report."
1: But the the roster, the other guys just aren't good enough. That I mean, that's part of the problem.
0: And I'll he- say this, Robin. Again, like even Utah, like Utah has been reduced to the player in the summer we thought he was when the Nets signed him. We're like, he's a non-factor. Who is this guy? Mm-hmm. Like, he's been reduced to that. KD, when KD's on the floor, he's got open threes. KD changes everything. And when I'm looking at the players on this team, I'm just like, this is not, like, you know, <laughs> Marquise Morris, Dayron Sharp. I'm looking at the box score. Like, uh, there's nothing. There's nothing that, that moves me here. So where do we go from here? Uh, I guess we'll wrap this up. We, we, we've kind of taken this longer. And we plan to Uh, the Brooklyn Nets have to play tonight, Friday night in Utah. The uh, not Spurs, the Jazz, the Jazz will probably beat them. And then if you are paying attention, the Warriors are still here, folks. Uh, The Celtics Warriors game was a reminder to everyone. Hey, if uh, these guys somehow meet in the finals again, the Warriors are not done. And that's who the Nets have to play on Sunday night. And then I guess we'll come together in pod Monday and do a, a longer pod on this stretch. But this losing streak probably turns to six over the weekend. Anything else you guys have to add? I'm just not feeling it. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Nets fans out there. I know we can never have anything nice. I know it's a lot of doom and gloom, but it's just like it sucks because it's the same thing that happened last year. And, you know, I also wanted to add, you know, not knocking Jacques Vaughn because what, what can you do when you don't have your best player and, and, like, everybody knows it. But, yeah, it is a test. It was a test for Steve Nash, and he failed. The team lost 11 in a row. Uh, Jacques Vaughn says it's not last year. We're just going to focus on game to game. I don't know what he can do to motivate him.
1: Kyrie Irving said it's not last year. Kyrie Irving has to prove it's not so last I've year. John Vaughn
0: said it too. They're all yeah. saying that. Nick Claxton said it too. And they talked about the locker room and all this stuff. It does All the talk doesn't matter. When we're watching them play, we're watching them on the floor. It is not it. Yeah, there's no confidence they're going to win any of these games. So the,
1: the only thing they can do is surprise us. I mean, that's that's basically what, what they have to do in order to answer the bell. They have to pull off a surprise win or two because they lost the games that they should, you know, like when you were looking at the schedule beforehand, when KD goes down, you go, oh, well, at least they're in Phoenix, you know, or at least they've got the Spurs. Uh, I think they play the Pistons next week. Those were the games they were saying, OK, you can win that maybe go 500. They lost the majority of those games. So for this not to be a colossal failure again, they're going to have to win some surprise games. And other than that, get well soon, Kevin Durant.
2: Get well I, soon. We need you. Sorry, Hudson. Uh, I, was, oh, I just think. No, I just think we've been reduced to the style of Nets fan that has kind of marked this franchise where we're looking for cohesive efforts that might pull off a surprise. And that isn't where we should be at with the payroll that we're spending. And I think that's what's so disappointing.
0: Yeah. There's just a disconnect, a, a disconnect that was obvious. Katie was right. Katie was right. I'm sorry, but Katie was right to, you know, call out this organization, request a trade. Uh, like, just look at what we have here. It's crazy to think that, like, this guy knew. <laughs> and people <laughs> killed him for it. Uh, Nets fans killed him for it. We all looked at him like the bad guy. And he's like, no, 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 no. This is not right. This is not good enough. This this GM, this coach, like, Josiah, what's up? Talking I mean, Nets. Sean Marks has a couple weeks. Trade deadline coming up. Help us. SOS. If I'm KD, I'm in no rush if I'm KD I'm in no rush I'm kicking back like see MVP you need me you, you you literally need me and this is what I talked about I saw Nets season posted the clip and I went back to try and find my clips from media day and he said you know what what happens when I go out what else is there and there's nothing so I don't know Nets fans hang in there you 10 we don't deserve this Mr. Whammy don't deserve this Allie Love don't deserve this Talking Nets don't deserve this but it's what we're used to. It's all we've got. Let's go, Nets. Let's go, Nets.
2: Brooklyn.